Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode seven. Hello, everybody. It is Nate here. And uh, before we get to the content of this podcast episode, I just wanted to thank today's sponsor. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no sponsor in today's episode. Uh, but in today's episode, we are going to be talking about something that I have been ruminating on here for a while, and that is commenting on other people's videos on YouTube. Is it a viable strategy? Does it actually build your audience? If it is viable, what are the ways to, to do it? Uh, you know, all of those things. This was sparked, actually, I'd been thinking about this for a while, but this was especially sparked by a thread in the Project 24 community um, called, actually, commenting on other people's on other people's YouTube videos. So it was a great conversation that happened there. Uh, Benjamin.keep, uh, thank you for starting that conversation. I wanted to uh, perhaps expand a bit on what was already said there. So first, we need to address perhaps the biggest question that comes to people's mind when they think of a strategy of commenting on other people's videos. What commonly is done is people will go on, they'll find other videos on YouTube, sometimes it's in similar niches or not, and they'll comment on every video. They'll make sure that they're one of the first ones to comment uh, when the video is brand new. And then the in a lot of cases, the hope is that you make a good comment, you get exposure, people find your channel, and you build your own audience. That is what is, I've actually seen uh, various YouTube gurus teaching to do that. So, as I have gone through, and I've done videos before on this before, uh, as a strategy, right off, we need to address, as a strategy to build your own audience from a subscriber standpoint, meaning building an audience of people who are subscribers, it is extremely ineffective. It, the... Every time I have looked into a channel that has done that as a core part of their strategy, and I know because I've had several who have done it on my own channel uh, that are always commenting on every video, it's never really contributed to uh, the, the success that they're hoping for. It's kind of an example of a, an effort that takes a fair amount of time, especially if you try to do it in an authentic way, that really does not yield a lot of results. If your primary goal is to build subscribers on your channel and you take an approach like that. Uh, so I guess I will call that myth debunked <laughs> here uh, because if you had any questions or thoughts about, hey, maybe I should just go and just comment on a bunch of other channels' videos and maybe if my comments are funny enough or if they get outvoted enough, then that will build my own channel. That does not seem to be the case. However... There are cases when it could be effective. And I wanted to address some of those. A mindset shift here is thinking of it, shifting from thinking of it as I'm going to build my own subscriber base uh, or my viewer base to a format of collaboration with other channels. So let me explain how this could look. You, uh, let, let's say you get on and you are commenting on other channels that are similar niches as yours, right? As sim maybe a similar audience. Now, from, we already know from an audience perspective, you may or may not get exposure to that. However, what you are doing is getting exposure for the channel maker, the person who owns the channel. If they see you, if they're still at a stage, especially if they're, they have a younger or smaller channel, um, oftentimes they 
are they read more comments <laughs> when the channel's smaller. And if they're at an earlier stage and they see you commenting, then what are you doing? You're building a connection. You're getting exposure for the channel maker themselves. And is that valuable? Yes, potentially very valuable, if you, especially for building bridges for future collaborations. So the approach I would take there would be provide value. Uh, never try to steal audience from that other channel because that's just not cool and can get you blocked from the channel, right? But provide value, uh, provide additional insights, share things like be genuine, be authentic with things. If you watch their video and you learn something new, you can say, oh my goodness, I never thought of it this way. That is such a good point. Or uh, that one part where you did this one thing, if you get bonus points, if you, uh, in these cases, if you get familiar with that other channel's traditions and you use them in the comments, because that is more eye-catching for the channel maker. Um, so that type of comment, you, you take an authentic approach and you get on their radar. That is has the potential to make the door open more quickly or more easily if or when you do reach out to that other channel and say, hey, I've been loving your comment, your content. I've been commenting on videos. I would love if, if you wanted to do a collaboration video sometime, you know, or if you wanted to just reach out, build a bridge and chat sometime. That I've, I have seen several channels do that very effectively. I'll, I'll just shout out one here. Actually, the channel vidIQ, uh, Rob, the guy who's behind it, he's very active in commenting on other people's videos. And he'll often just comment something. It's always slightly humorous. He's got his, his unique sense of humor. And it's always like uh, something about the video. You can tell that they actually he actually watched uh, each video. And it's doing very well for him. So let's talk some strategy here. Let's say we want to go with this approach of commenting for exposure, getting more exposure for the channel makers themselves. First of all, if you're drafting, you want to, those are your first targets, right? If you have channels that are within a similar channel size, actually probably the most effective would be if it's in a um, similar, like straight across channel size, or even if the channel's slightly smaller, because then they see you as a larger channel and they're honored to have you commenting on their videos. So uh, if you are in your early channel stages, it's, well, we already talked about this. It's not good for necessarily for gaining audience, but your, your main goal there is to establish connections with other channels. And I've had many comments and, and questions from you recently about if your channel's small, like 500 subscribers, and you notice that a lot of comments on your videos are from other channels in the exact same niche that are just commenting and trying to get exposure. I actually have nothing against that. And this is exactly the strategy we're doing here. And if their channels at 500 subscribers also, that is still a valuable connection and should be taken advantage of. The thing you don't want to do with those comments is let them guide how you build your channel because they're doing their own thing and they're not your audience avatar. They're not the, the umbrella of people that you are targeting with your audience. So if they comment on things, they like things, whatever it is, that's great. But you need to treat that as separate from feedback from your core audience, the, the audience that you do want. And it's not always other channels that are in the same niche. In fact, most of the time you're not targeting them at all. You're just building connections with them. So that's your early channel strategy. Go, you can go around, if, if people are commenting on your channel, then yeah, interact with them. 
and potentially reach out. If you like their channel and you say, hey, maybe we could explore doing a collaboration together, then reach out, you know, email them. And you can do the same on other people's channels, comment on their channels. I think it's a potentially a pretty valuable thing if you are in the stage where you're wanting to kind of bit get, uh, you're wanting to explore more collaborations, then yeah, I could see that as being pretty darn valuable actually. Now, what about if you have a more established channel? What is the game plan there? It's still not good for gaining audience. It just, it simply is not. <laughs> uh, but the name, your, your benefit does shift a little bit more towards audience building in that you're getting more exposure for audiences. And here is for your audience. And here's why. Higher subscriber channels are more likely to be favored in the comments. If your channel is larger, you are more likely to have your comment appear higher up in the, the comments, which I call being favored in the comments. We all know the other indication of that is if you have a lot of upvotes and recent uh, uh, upvotes, what a, likes, that, that's the term. <laughs> if you have a lot of likes and recency of likes is the other factor that... I said that as if we, we all know that. I don't know that if you were listening, do know that. Uh, I need to check myself sometimes. It's not immediately obvious. So there's two, I'll, I'll just explain it here. There's two main factors that determine how high your, your comment is. Obviously, the pinned comment is always at the very top, right? And that is under the control of the channel maker themselves. But beyond that, two factors. The most likes your comment has and recency of likes. If it consistently gets likes, and more recent likes, then it's more likely to appear higher. Or if your channel is larger, it's more likely to appear higher. How do I know that? I have done a fair amount of looking at comments on videos, and across the board, very consistently, those, the, the comments from larger channels, appear higher. That's just how it works. Is it an unfair advantage? I don't know. We can have that discussion <laughs> another day. But if you do have a more established channel, and you are commenting on videos, just know that you have more likelihood of your comment appearing higher, which then gives it more likelihood to get more likes, which means more relevancy, more recency. And so at that point, especially if you have a similar audience, how do you think the audience perceives that? They go to the comments, they're, they're watching a video from one creator, and they go to the comments, and there's a comment from, a, from another channel maker that they watch, and they say, well, that's cool. Like, that's a cool person. That person is interacting and they're open and they're authentic. That's a good thing. You're building goodwill with the audience when they read those comments. And um, I'll be willing to bet, there's no metric to track this, but I'll be willing to bet they're more likely, because their opinion of your channel raises, uh, they're more likely to go watch more of your videos. So, valuable thing there. Uh, the other thing is recognition, again, from the channel maker themselves, especially if you have an equal size audience or even a larger audience and you're commenting on videos and providing just good discussion, then you get recognitions from them and you're on their radar. That is, again, very valuable. So there we have it, a, a general strategy for commenting on other people's videos. Now, as far as actual time spent on this or percentage of the time spent when you're building your channel, I would not spend more than maybe 1% of my time interacting in comments. It, the places where it becomes a higher priority 
is if another channel makes a video and mentions you in it or they uh, tag you in their video or it's it's clear somebody reaches out and they say, hey, this other channel maker made a video about you and you might want to go check it out. In those cases, it becomes a pretty high priority to respond, to comment on that video because it shows, it acknowledges, hey, I'm aware of what's happening and I'm aware of you as a channel maker. And so from, both as for that other uh, channel maker and for their audience, it shows a really good thing. And if you comment on a video that mentions you and you make it humorous, uh, then their audience will very likely like that comment, which again, does good things for you. So, but other than that, as far as the outreach aspect, commenting on other people's videos, I would not spend more than like one to 5% of your time uh, doing that interacting uh, just because it's good, but it's not the core or the most important thing with building a YouTube uh, channel. And that was addressed very well in that thread I was referring to earlier um, from Benjamin.keep talking about that because it's the, the, some of the responses are, yeah, it's more important to focus on creating good content. And yes, that is still the case. And just debunking the hope or the belief in your mind that if you comment enough, if you get enough mass of commenting on other channels, then maybe magically you'll get, you'll grow your audience. Just that just isn't the case. And it's really kind of a non-factor with that strategy. So if you had been considering it, then now you know. <laughs> okay, there was another thread that I wanted to address. This one was very, fairly recent as of recording here. And it's from uh, Project 24 user Michael. And the, the title is, what's the most bizarre YouTube video that surprisingly brings tons of views you've seen? And in this, Michael shares a few different videos. One of them is... Um, what was it? Walking tour of a foreign city. Another one was cooking outdoors. And the other one is someone just eating fried chicken. <laughs> All very interesting, bizarre videos. Now, the conversation was interesting because, and if you're a part of that conversation, you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about here. The conversation is interesting uh, because it turned kind of into a conversation between are making videos like that, is that valuable to make kind of bizarre off the wall videos that are just like you sit, you holding a camera and walking around Buenos Aires. Like, is that a good strategy for your channel versus I just want to build a core audience and I'm not going to go after getting lots of clicks with my, with my channel. Here is my take on it. The, first of all, I wanted to say why these videos, these bizarre videos that were listed. And again, if you haven't seen this thread, it, there's three videos listed here. Walking a camera in a foreign city. It's a person walking around Buenos Aires at night. Uh, the second one is just cooking outside. They don't say a single word. They just cook outside. <laughs> That's like the whole video. And the third one is an ASMR style of video, eating Korean fried chicken with some cheese sauce. <laughs> All very interesting videos, right? Here is my take on why each of these videos do well. Actually, if I could distill it into a single sentence, it's that people like to experience things that they haven't before. People like to do something new. They like to experience a foreign culture. They like every aspect of whether it's food, a culture, a location, cooking outdoors. These are all things, each of these videos listed are things that are something that most people have not experienced. And so uh, the appeal 
on each of these is exactly that. So, um, first of all, that's my take on why they, they, each of these videos did well. And there's various reasons for each. I mean, the Buenos Aires, obviously, if you're a touristy type of person, you want to, you can't get to everywhere in the world, but someone just walking around and showing you around a capital city and all the nightlife, that's naturally interesting. There's an inherent built-in interest in that, if, especially if you're the type of person that just wants to experience new stuff, right? Second one, a lot most people haven't done a lot of cooking outside, and it's fairly unique. It's a fairly unique thing. And then the third one, uh, this is the one I perhaps personally don't understand as much, and that is the AS, there is a whole space on YouTube that is the ASMR, like it listen, audio, especially focused, uh, listening to and watching people eating food. <laughs> and I, and when I say that, like you can hear every smack of their lips, like, and they must have a camera really close to their mouth. I personally think it's kind of disgusting, but apparently there is a really big audience for that. But I think the core fundamental reason why this works again is because it's something that people haven't experienced before or they wish they were experiencing. Maybe they wish they were eating that Korean barbecue chicken. Korean fried chicken, I guess, in this video. Uh, maybe they wish they could they could eat everything because a lot of these ASMR artists will lay out just a massive feast and just sit there and eat. And I think a lot of people want to experience that. They... they uh, they want to be able to, they, they are not going to be able to eat that food. And so I guess the next best thing is being able to just experience somebody else eating it. <laughs> if you have additional insights on this and perhaps can help clarify this for Nate, uh, start a thread in the Project 24 community, please do. But that is my take on it. Okay, now I wanted to address the second half of this. And that is, okay, is it worthwhile to kind of go after the clicks with these bizarre type of style of videos versus just building a core audience with an ongoing subscribability factor? I say yes to both. Now, with each of these channels, these bizarro videos, I didn't actually, I don't know, I didn't look at the channel on each of them before recording this, but I would bet that a lot of their other content is very similar to this, which means they do have an audience being built around those ideas. The thing is, you have, I'm going to take this a different direction than what you might have expected uh, listening to this. And that is, the other unique thing about each of these videos is the creator of the video had access to a unique set of circumstances. They have a unique, whether they live in a unique location, uh, they, they, uh, or, or a chef, they made this Korean fried chicken. They, they have an outdoor space where they can cook food that most people that are watching this video, I'm, I'm guessing, don't cook outdoors. And so you, as a channel maker, you have an advantage if you leverage your unique circumstances and skill sets. These can be right under our noses. They can, we can be blind a lot of times to this, and we, we may not even realize how unique our circumstances are to somebody in the world. Your life right now, whatever you do that's normal and mundane in your life right now, is totally and completely foreign to somebody, and a good chance, there's a good chance to a large group of somebodies somewhere in the world. So... For your audience, the audience that you're thinking about going for, there's a few ways you can go for it. You can, you can think of the audience first and say, well, what are the unique things about my life that they might like to see? 
or experience that I think are normal. Maybe you think it's normal. Maybe you think it's cool. Maybe it's something new you're experiencing. It doesn't really matter. But you can ask that kind of question to give you some direction on what types of content could have this type of really clickable effect that these three videos in this thread had. Another is, from a fundamental standpoint, before you even think of an audience, you can just look at your life and say, well, what do I what do I have? What are my unique circumstances and skill sets and experiences? What things have I done in my life or I'm currently doing? Where do I, about like my geography, my location, uh, my habits? There's a lot of angles we could take this. And it's, if it's leveraged correctly, you have a unique advantage. Uh, one of the most recent best examples I could give of this is I was just uh, interviewing uh, Matt and Cheryl. The, their channels, We're in the Rockies. Uh, I'm going to be publishing a video on it soon. And their channel's all about tours, people who are looking to travel to locations. And they knew going into it, they couldn't, they, they weren't just going to be like the, the <laughs> they, in their own words, the 20-somethings that are the, what are they, uh, it's not expat, it's the, uh, the world traveler people who just travel all over and can live in a van and all that type of thing. They knew they weren't that. And so their channel wasn't going to be, look at the Bora Bora and all these exotic locations. They knew that. But then they realized, what do we have in our own backyard? <laughs> we have the Rocky Mountains. And that's something new for a lot of people. And also, there's uh, several national parks in the Rocky Mountains. And so people will plan trips and they realize, oh my goodness, it's unique circumstances. We live right next to them. We travel to them fairly often as a family. So what if we had just leverage that and say, well, here, here, let us be your tour guides. Let's make a bunch of videos about it. Let's answer all your questions. And it's, that's partially due, part of the reason why the channel grew as quickly as it did and especially why it's making as much money as it is right now because it, that could almost could not be duplicated by someone else. I hope you get what I'm getting at here. You'll find a unique set of circumstances, skills, or experiences that can be leveraged. It doesn't always have to be. It, I'm not saying here that you have to have something like that in your channel. If it's something totally new that you're just really interested in, that's great. And in its own way, it's its own unique set of circumstances because you're just insanely or intensely interested in it. But you don't have to have that. But what it does do for you is that it, it, it's, uh, it, it serves as leverage. It makes it easier to make content that is inherently interesting for an audience. When the idea itself, the fundamental of your channel, is inherently interesting or compelling, you're, a lot of your work is done for you. I hope you caught that. When the ideas, the the circumstances, the dynamic, uh, the story you have, if you have a unique story, if, if you have unique challenges in your life, um, if you had an accident and you lost an arm, like a lot of those types of things can be leveraged to really help people and, if, and uh, entertain and provide connection that couldn't be done otherwise and their unique advantages. So, that's that's my uh, words of wisdom for this <laughs> for this week. Hoping that was helpful for everybody. I, I'm realizing when I wrap up my podcast here, I often say, and we'll see you next time. But I realize you are literally listening to me, so you are not going to see me. So I'll he you'll hear me next time. <laughs>
Have a great week, everybody. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.